Hey, hi, how's it going, Fades? I am DM Brad. Thank you very much for listening to The Fate of Ison. This is Chapter 6, Episode 25. And thank you to all of the lovely people who have given us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Hooray for you! Uh, Those are truly awesome, and they really do help us get discovered by more wonderful listeners like you. So keep them coming. Okay, the surge is getting closer and closer, and so is the end of Chapter 6. So let's jump right on in with the recap. Last time, the Apple Squadeth really had their work cut out for them during their battle with Ezekiel, the Dark Angel of Power. In a truly shocking moment, Marley was killed by Ezekiel's powerful blade. Luckily, Trestlespoon was able to defeat the Celestial Menace, and Arcus managed to bring Marley back to life before she was lost forever. Then, Ezekiel's golden body melted into three orbs of pure power. The getting out of drag spell. So the um yeah. So last time, uh, there was a thing. There was a fight. Ezekiel, Dark Angel, um, scary general of Crover, God of Power. Guys, did we some, almost died. Did some very high level fuckery with his uh, triple sword attacks mm. and doing like upwards of seventy damage every time he did shit. Yeah. It was bad. Um, yeah, you, but you were, you emerged victorious in the end. Um, Marley died, but was brought back from, uh, from death by Arcus's revivify spell. Revivify! Uh, about 90 feet away. Um, the, uh, uh, Josh killed this creature by, well, Trestlespoon was hiding amongst the wings and the feathers mm. on its back mm. and he just did lots and lots of little stabs um like a pesky little insect yes but he got the job done and the the creature died and its golden body um melted into three bright glowing golden orbs um trestle spoon being the curious little so-and-so that he is uh, mm-hmm. touched one straight away and he immediately absorbed it into his body and felt a huge rush of power and uh, metagame gained two levels and that's where we are there there is a huge cluster of shocked um cold starving suffering brute wall refugees uh, including the um the elven wielder couple Fendel and dearest torchwood who who are sort of your main mission at the moment but there's also the sub side missions of like you've been fucked up and you need to fix yourselves and also um what are you going to do about these thousand displaced people who kind of Mm. exist in a world that has no place for them now Mm. damn well i guess uh so trestlespoon has touched one of the orbs and um He's felt this huge rush of power, and he turns to Marley and Arcus and goes, uh, the, the, I feel so much... You, you, you guys should should touch these things. I want to feel so much too. Arcus hugs the orb. <laughs> also, you leave Marley's side as she recovers and go over to Trestlespoon? <laughs> yeah, I'm easily distracted. Abandon her. <laughs> She's not dead like, anymore. In, I just love the image in the... like the heavy gravitas of this extreme moment 
and Arcus just up and just strolls casually away over to these orbs to hug hey, orb. everybody what's going on <laughs> uh yeah same thing oh, you man. you reach out for one of them and uh absorb it into your body and your your whole body Arcus the the cloudy substance that makes up your your body just glows bright gold for a moment and the, the, it just for long enough that you think like oh shit am i now gonna be gold <laughs> like is this what i look like now but <laughs> it does boy. fade it fades and you feel extremely powerful as well i feel different hey trestle spoon can you help me help high me five? huh yeah <laughs> yeah well, can, can we can we attempt yeah. a high five while arcus is glowing yeah. gold let's high five okay do we need I mean, to roll? you can roll for it if you if you want, or yes. you can just high five your friend. No, this is an important high five. Yeah, let, let's roll a d twenty. Is Arcus gonna try and shocking grasp him? <laughs> I mean, that'd be funny, but I got a nat twenty. I got a ten. What does that mean? Um, <laughs> it means I'm this goes however him. Arcus wants it to. <laughs> yeah, yes. you were leading a high five. Shock. Yeah, so your hands touch, and um, Trestle Spoon, uh, you know what, I might as well roll. <laughs> I won't go for the proper parameters of the spell, but Trestle Spoon, <laughs> you take, oh, that was a one, you take one lightning damage as you feel <laughs> like electricity surge through your body with the high five. Oh, tasty. Well, not in a tasty <laughs> way, though. It was painful. It's like when you have that really annoying friend in primary school who like just rubs their ass on the ground to give them <laughs> static electricity and then will come up and shock you. Except they keep doing it all day and you finally lose and you're like, Stop it, James! <laughs> keep your hand where I can see him! <laughs> <laughs> no more going near the trampoline! <laughs> uh, Trestle Spoon vibrates and says, What the hell was that? A shock. <laughs> system shock hey did you notice that molly almost died what a crazy world yeah she's like (sighs) (sighs) like just kind of taking big breaths and then like hodges like licking her in the face she's like stop it i'm i'm alive i'm alive i'm fine i'm fine hodge i'm fine and then she's sort of like she's like whoa that was a lot she just kind of slaps herself across the face and like it (laughs) It rings out almost yeah. musically, and she and it goes ah, as she like slaps herself across the face. She's just casting some cure wounds on herself because <laughs> she's only got one HP currently, I think, or something. So right, I was gonna say, be careful you don't hurt yourself when you hit yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's. Yeah. Oh yeah, jeez. Yeah. She's <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah. I go up and shock Marley too. <laughs> I'm out of Mar- cast slots now. Marley, look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Tempting. It'd be pretty funny, but it would be pretty funny. I've Hodge licks you too hard, too. and it like t- it twists your head enough to get whiplash, <laughs> and that's one hit point worth of whiplash. <laughs> uh, then you geez. just like. The office style, he looks at the camera and sort of does a dog shrug. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You just trip over Trestle Spoon, who's underfoot. <laughs> That's it. Fall <laughs> over. That's the end. <laughs> She's so fragile right now. Let's keep making fun of her. Yeah, fragile. Uh, she, uh, she stands up and sort of goes, what's everybody looking at? Ugh. Like, she still doesn't feel good. She's sort of still kind of 
Yeah, she has been. Skin. She's been slashed to shreds by mm. a sword, by mm. like an angelic demon sword. Like she is. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you can see like the kill wounds is kind of like working through. It's trying to knit the wounds back together, but they're so big, like so deep that they can't really like they're knitting from the bottom, but they just can't really like close any of it. Yeah. Oof. Sexy. Yeah. Yeah, because she's still. F- She's still fucked. <laughs> like, T- Trestlespoon is trying to waft the uh, orb over Tamali without without touching it. <laughs> just, just like getting behind it, blowing on it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you're you're gonna you're gonna want to touch this. Like, p- try and pick up the black plate armor that Ezekiel's body left behind, and sort of yeah. like tap the orb. Yeah, the little mini putt hits. <laughs> Yeah, nice. me when I have things that people are gonna want to have. <laughs> You're gonna want to have this. <laughs> cool. Yeah, she she reaches out and she grabs it. Yeah. yeah. Spoon eventually gets it close enough to you that you can do so. And yeah, same thing. It, it it absorbs into your body and you just feel a rush of power, like almost like a like a drug taking effect on you. Just like whoa, like full system overload. Nice. 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 I'll cast Mass Healing Word. Okay. How many creatures can you affect with that? Uh, up to six. Okay. Do you do anyone besides the three of you? Does Do other people need healing? I mean, some of them might. You don't really know. You haven't talked but- to the crowd much. Or do you just pick three <laughs> people at random? You get some hit points. You get some hit points. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we, did, we did meet... Um, Fendel and Dearest, so you would know them too. Mm. Yeah, I might be like, do you two need healing? <laughs> da- Damien just Damien pokes his head out and goes, I might need healing. <laughs> does he? He does not need healing. Fuck <laughs> no. that guy. He hasn't done anything. Hey, I can do one thing. Well, wasn't there someone who took an arrow, or one of the random mm. arrows, to a shoulder or I- something? Okay, well then I can. I can help heal um, the the two people that we know and the arrowed person and the three of us because six. Huzzah. Right, so what's your word? Did you know that uh, when you say swear words that it it can actually stop you from feeling as much pain? Because the part of the brain that we store swear words in actually is also the part where we hold emotions. So if you stub your toe, you can just yell out, fuck, and then you just heal up to six people. <laughs> I might try that in the real world. <laughs> See if that works. It's true. I used to hold back when I hurt myself, and now uh-huh. I just say fuck straight away, and I feel better. Yeah, so that icy wind is blowing, you're in this cold, frozen wasteland, and you just yell, fuck, and six people feel better. <laughs> <laughs> they feel exactly 11 points better. Ooh. That's good. That's good. I didn't actually take that much damage from that monster, so I'm back up to my max. Yeah, you were mostly at a distance. You swept in for one sort of yeah. attack right up front, and then for most of it, you you stayed away. Yeah. A strategical plan so I could bring Marley back to life <laughs> when she died. <laughs> yeah, Fendel and Deris, they very slowly... Uh, and nervously approach and they just say well they're both sort of hopping back and forward between them they eventually say something to the effect of like 
thank you very much. Like, we're sorry we couldn't help at all in that. We've been through such an ordeal. We honestly, we wouldn't have been any help even if we tried. Yeah. And then almost to illustrate it, Fendel um, holds up like one of his hands to cast a spell and just this tiny pathetic little flame sort of crackles for a second and then fizzes out. And you could tell by the way he did it that like that's the best he can do right now. Wow. I did think it was a bit rude. So Arcus has warmer feelings <laughs> towards them now. Than yeah, he so knows they, it wasn't. They, these two are extremely powerful sorcerers, but the fucked <laughs> just absolutely gone was there anywhere we could take all these people did we discuss that last time uh no you didn't get to that it's sort of the question the question was asked um of like you may need us to go to the surge but we can't leave these people like mm. what are we going to do about these people but no no answers were provided Okay. We kind of got interrupted. Yeah. I can plane shift with some people, but not. I mean, it's a spell, and then not a lot. Like maybe eight. <laughs> Just have a have a lottery to see who are the best eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, eight a day, I guess. But yeah, we don't really have time to do that. If we had no. more time, we could. Could we open the uh, portal where we keep all our stuff? And put them in? Yeah. <laughs> you can, open, <laughs> like, you can you... open the dimension locker. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, all, all this time, um, uh, Trestlespoon should have been way more concerned about Marley. So he's he's gone up to her and he's kind of um, patting her on the knee and uh, is looking up at her and asking, are you, are you feeling, are you f- f- feeling okay? And and she looks at Tress and she sort of looks at him and she's like, I thought I I thought I nearly saw Sorgamol, Tress. I I thought Whoa. I nearly saw her. Oh wow. That was I wasn't re- I was too I was in the I was in the zone and I, I did I did I didn't I didn't realise how, how bad it was. It's it's okay. It 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 really took me by surprise. I sort of felt kind of fine still in the fight and then those three hits well they were a lot harder than i was expecting and i don't remember anything else until i could have sworn i saw that pink dress and then wham here i am in pain again i i i think i'm quite glad to be in pain and she sort of tries to smile at dress you know Trestlespoon nods and then looks at the floor and says, "You'll be okay. It's, it, it, you, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're back." I'm, I'm I will be okay. Tracer, just I wish I had more time. And she's sort yeah. of like, you know, kind of moving around, trying to get comfortable. Yeah. Wham! Here I am in pain again. Wham, <laughs> Great here song I am. lyrics. Yep, that sounds about right, honestly. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Fendel and Deris ask you what what now what 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 can we do about these people and about this place and they gesture to just the fact that it's just a wide open cold nothing and there's dead bodies littering the landscape there's there's a wyvern that's been stabbed Mm. (laughs) by its own Mm. tail yeah um would we i mean i'm aware that marley has only really been here by 
portaling of various types um would would i know if anything is nearby like at all uh you wouldn't but there is a person or there is an entity to which you have access oh, yeah would god. know oh my god yeah um <laughs> So, so I guess is that Mally, maybe the god of knowledge. Yeah, maybe. Um, so I guess that was Damien. <laughs> Mali would be thinking about that because Hodge is full of energy and health, and potentially if there was something nearby, he flies quick enough. Potentially, she could set him a job to do to ferry some, you know, to people. I don't know. Yep. Like, that's kind of what she's thinking. I, I don't know how hopeless that is, but that's sort of what's running through her head is like, is this possible? Is that possible? You know, she's just yep. trying to, yeah. So she'll open up the locker with the intention of talking to Haydat to see if he has any bright ideas, basically. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you open it up and Haydat's voice comes out. Oh, God. Oh, one of, the, one of Krover's generals is coming towards you right now. Oh no, this is not good. This is not good. This is probably going to kill at least one of you. And then, oh, Marley died. Oh my gods. Oh, God. oh, 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 she's back. All oh, right. Uh, oh, that was, tell you what, that was a moment right there. Thank goodness little... Arcus has that, has that revivify spell. What a, a, a little emotional roller coaster you just went on. <laughs> and then, hold tight. I'm, I'm talking to Liamon, and Liamon's sending help right now. There's there's a place nearby called the Lockery. It's it's sort of, uh, well, this is going to sound crazy, but it, it's a tropical jungle. Um, it was created by a very powerful wielder 800 years ago, and it's only a few hours from where you are. If you look to the northeast, you might see a green speck on the horizon. Uh, make a Mali, perception check. Mali turns, <laughs> like, to be like, what? 17. Uh, 18. 6. Next. <laughs> okay, Marley and Trestle Spoon, you do in fact see to the northeast a tiny green speck on this. Can't see anything. On this white expanse. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, yeah, uh, Haydet's voice continues saying, um, The Lockery is inhabited by a whole. Uh, community of people who worship Liam and, and, and prosperity and. They'll happily look after all of these refugees, but it's just a matter of getting them there. God, that's convenient. Can can you, if we put them in your in your portal, can you drop them off? Hi, Trestle Spoon. Hey. Uh, only if they don't require oxygen. For, but how, can you do it super quick? <laughs> it's, like it's, not really, it's not really how the portal works, Tress. I have to like a, open it. Like a horse and buggy, super quick? I'd, Eight seconds. I'd have to, they'd have I'd to probably be dead within a few minutes. A few minutes. That mean, so we could. <laughs> so we have the portal. We put them in. We throw the portal. We open it. Oxygen. Pick it up. Close it. Throw it until we're there. Yeah. No, we open the portal. We shove all of them in there. Yeah. Then Marley stabs herself or one of us and yeah. opens up the. <laughs> Yeah, Molly. Molly stabs herself and 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 connects with her other character Sasha, who's actually <laughs> been to the lockery, um, and <laughs> portals there somehow. <laughs> I didn't 
realize we were so close to. I didn't realize the brute wall was so close to the lock gray. Yeah, it's always been just a few hours away. Um, there was this little side quest for the other group to go see the brute wall from the Lockery, but we changed tacks and they ended up doing other shit and going north. Ah. Um, but yeah, so just for JD's sake, because <laughs> their reaction right then was, oh, how convenient that that's there. <laughs> it, it's, it's existed this whole time. Yeah, like, it, no, it has been referenced before. I don't mean, oh, how, I mean it sincerely. I was like, how convenient. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. A convenient little place where we can keep people. I, just, I wasn't making some kind of statement about that. Yeah, I just hadn't really put those two things in my head. Like, I knew the brute wall was in, like, you know, the frozen wastelands sort of situation. But... I just had forgotten that Sasha has been there and walked through a lot of this, like, you know? Love that for her. Yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, Haydet said, you know, hold tight, stay where you are. There is help coming. And he told you that the Lockery is a few hours away. Okay. Mm. Um, I swing myself on Hodge and I'm like, come on, boy, let's, let's look. You guys stay here for a second. Uh, and mm-hmm. I take off to go look for what's coming to see if I can bring them quicker. You know what I mean? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which direction do you go? Toward, you go towards to- the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you fly up in the air um, at whatever height you choose to yeah, fly. Like, and- kind of high, but I'm like enough to see a figure on the ground. So I'm looking ahead, you know, to see if I can yep. see anything. And so is Hodge. So you don't see anything coming at you in that direction on the ground okay but you do see something very large but quite hard to see in this sort of environment with like the all the bright sunlight reflecting off the snow and things Mm -hmm. Uh, but there is definitely something very large in the sky coming towards you okay i i wheel hodge around and i land just in case you know what's coming isn't friendly yeah. Um, and I let people know that I've seen there's something really big in the sky and like to make sure everybody knows to look up kind of yeah oh it's yeah. flying well I don't know is it a dragon and I sort of look at you two and I look at myself and I still like prepare just in case like uh, I don't know if we could deal with the dragon right now <laughs> yeah I'm like I'm sure I'm sure this is what, and I like, I've left the locker open and I'm like, hate it. Would they be coming from the sky? It says, oh, that's a silver dragon. That's not what I thought was coming your way. Your help's coming from the south. Um, what? The last time we had a big, like we had trouble dealing with the dragon and we had Banffor then. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's, a, he's a tank. So we can't go that way? In response to that, uh, Trestle Spoon, right next to you, Mm -hmm. just appearing out of thin air, is a giant frog with sunglasses. Whoa. Awesome. Yes. And he just, he looks at you quizzically for just a second and then goes, Hey, Squadeth dudes, what's going on? It's good to see you. And then he looks at you again, Tress, up and down, and he goes, Whoa, Banfor, you look like way different, dude. Haha, <laughs> that's not, I'm a... It's what? me, Porter, man. <laughs> hey, oh, yes, I... Tr- Tr- Tressel Spoon's smiling as if pretending that 
they've met before, but he has no memory of who this thing is. <laughs> and then he says, can, oh, can, can, I, can I try on your, your glasses? Yeah, totally. And he does this gross thing where he grabs them off his face using his tongue and then passes them to you. <laughs> with his oh, tongue girl. as well? Like yeah, a- with his tongue. And he just goes, here you go, dude. Oh. Arcus goes in for a high five. Yeah, he releases the glasses on Tressel Spoon's face and then uses his tongue to high five you. Do I you- zap his tongue. <laughs> okay, roll off. If you roll higher than him, you zap this <laughs> demon of prosperity. Great. D20? Yep. Oh, he got, got a 20. He, oh, he got damn. a nat 20. So yeah, you, you, you do the zap, but he whips it away and he goes, you can't get me like that, dude. <laughs> too, down low, too slow. I invented that trick, man. Oh, How's you got me, Porter. Oh my God. So like, hey, like, Leoman told me that there's less the, like totally awful, like crappy situation going on. And like, totally. I've got some awesome friends of mine who are like coming to help. Is the dragon with you? The what? The silver Uh-oh. dragon that's coming. I went up for a look and there's a silver dragon coming. Hate it says so. Hate it, tell him. Ah, uh, hey Porter. <laughs> Have a there's conversation a, with yourself. <laughs> there's a silver dragon coming. It's, it's pretty big. Uh, I'm trying to get his thoughts, but I can't, but it, it seems calm at the very least. That's something, right? I don't know anything about like a dragon, but like I've got a tribe of frost giants that are like, they're like coming. Check it out. And then he turns his body in like a southward direction. I don't know why I expected there to be more frogs just cause I, I guess it's kind of racist, but I just expected Porter's friends to be more frogs, not ice well, cause, giants. Because Porter's <laughs> technically a demon, so... Right, yeah, no, you're right. There's it this was... whole thing, this is all for me, there's this whole thing where Porter is a demon of prosperity and community. He's been sent by Leoman, the god of prosperity and community, and he is sending a tribe of frost giants led by a frost giant who has appeared in the show before, who is a champion of prosperity and community. It's all linked and it's all for me. This is all my little thing that I'm like bringing back all these threads. This chapter six has been for me to tie up threads and I am so happy. I was trying to remember his name, but all of my notes are in different places. Yeah, it's the, and, and perfect for this is, we're recording this in um, Te Wiki o Te Reo Māori 2021. Um, the Frost Giant leader's name is Makariri, which is the today word for cold. Yes, yes. Nice. that's what his name is. Well, it really goes to show that it's what's on the inside, not the outside with Porter, huh? And inside, it's a demon. <laughs> <laughs> outside, it's a huge frog with sunglasses. I love, oh, I actually, love that Marley and Sasha are going to be able to talk about like people they've seen that they both know and places that they know about. That's very fun. I'm looking forward to you having to talk to yourself. <laughs> I'm going to give um, one of them an accent because to yeah, the other one, to. they sound different. So I just well, Sasha decided. was raised in a different world, so she can be like a cowgirl or something. Yeah, I haven't decided who's getting the accent and who's listening and who's like, maybe they both have accents because they're listening to each other. It's going to be hilarious. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm enjoying it. Oh, can I just say to, to Trestlespoon, Porter is uh, the coolest thing that he's ever seen in his life. 
Okay. That's all. Yeah. Porter cool. is the coolest thing any of us have ever seen in our He's lives. Pretty, he is it's a, the best character. It's a frog that looks like one of the Blues Brothers. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's Porter cool. turns back to you, Tress, and he's the size of you. He's like three or four foot tall. Yeah. And he looks a bit odd without his sunglasses, and he says, "Hey, uh, dude, like, uh, I'm gonna need those back. They're sort of like part of my whole deal." Oh, uh, d- have you got light light sensitivity? No, but it's like a style thing, bro. Oh, okay. you don't feel your yourself when you you don't wear them. Well, you know what? If you put it like that, it sounds kind of pathetic. I'm more than my glasses. You make a good point. I need to believe in myself, you know. But sometimes, you know, a, a physical thing is good to build that self-image, you know, so you can you you can have these back. Uh, Trestlespoon goes to pass the glasses back. And there's like the crusty sound of stale saliva that's uh, kind of stuck to his face. <laughs> and he, he gives them back. Damien yeah, pokes out and goes, you going to eat that? <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, you, 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 can, you can have it if you want, Damien. Yeah. Whoa, is that a life demon? I've never seen one of those before. Hey, little dude. And Damien just goes, I'm Damien. And then slinks behind Trestlespoon. He's but a I jerk. Just... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to him. He's not cool like you are. <laughs> Porter can just believe in the us that believes in him. Apparently, he's only got one job. Mm. Yep. Um. Yeah, and Porter just says, "So, like, Makariri and his friends—they're like, they know that these people have had like a really hard time. So, they're gonna like carry them to the jungle if that's cool with you." I mean. Yeah, it sounds ideal. But Molly turns to Fendel and Darius too. She's very aware, like probably in charge of this, and she just sort of cocks an eyebrow because she realizes they've probably been listening this whole time. Yeah, they they are they're sticking to the perimeter of their people because they're still passively protecting them, mm. but they're also very invested on what's going on but they're not intervening at all they're just waiting for a resolution they look relieved when you glance over at them because they have heard that you know there is a solution yeah but they've also heard that there's a silver dragon approaching yeah Mm. (laughs) i and and it occurs to mali like they do have dragon blood otherwise they wouldn't be behind the wall and and she's like can you sense anything do anything about that is that gonna be a worry do you know about silver dragons is that a thing i know white dragons are mean that's all i know can can we ask um which is going to arrive first yeah can Uh, we like see this dragon yet you if you uh, make a perception check to look in the direction of the dragon so the the tribe of 50 frost giants are on foot and the dragon is in the sky Logically speaking, you'd figure the dragon's probably going to get there first. Okay. 13. I also got a 13. Mm. Oh, I didn't roll because I'm just like... Yeah, I oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> Trestlespoon and Arcus, you can see the shape of it coming and it is definitely getting closer. You estimate you've probably got like a minute before it reaches you. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I guess we're going to talk to a dragon. Um... Yeah, I guess that's why I was asking Fendel or Darius. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm aware they're out of magic, but that might be like a dragon thing they could do. Yeah. yeah. They they do look, but when they when you ask the question, they 
they look yeah. as if they're processing a piece of information and then they say well we to be honest we didn't think there were any silver dragons left or any of the metallic dragons really What's the is, difference between a... a metallic dragon and a not metallic dragon yeah remember you're talking to people who didn't even know dragons existed until very recently mm. she says yes and dragons. <laughs> yeah I, I suppose that is that is our fault uh Vendel. um well a long time ago when dragons reigned over this world there were factions the metallic dragons were more often than not operating on the side of if not good then at least cooperation with the sapient races it's the the chromatic dragons the the red the white the green the the black the blue they were the ones with malevolence in their hearts they were the ones who sought to dominate and terrorize the people um, they waged war on the metallic dragons and as far as we knew they had all perished at the claws of Cactana, the, the the dragon empress or, or Gilif as her true name Mali nods and processes this information I am now forever thinking of these dragons as the metal hardcore dragons and the Lady Gaga chromatic pop dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of good and evil. The the metallics yes. were good. Yeah. Um but uh, yes, yeah, the, two the, the, the way that Deris put it, the metallic dragons weren't inherently definitely good. They just mm. erred yeah. on the side of being more good than the others. So that so doesn't not quite puffs. <laughs> so that doesn't give you full certainty that this is not going to be an enemy. Mm. Um, it just tells you that, like, maybe we won't be immediately murdered. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Please puff the magic dragon. Please puff the magic <laughs> dragon. Yeah, Molly processes this and says to them, kind of to herself and out loud, and still to Hayde, who's probably still listening to all of this because the lock is still lit up yep. during all of this, and is like, right, so if it's the last silver dragon in existence, liable to be powerful because it's survived this long. Okay, great. I mean, how exciting that we get to meet uh, something that should be extinct, I guess. Right, it is kind of worrying that it's the last one because you think of those like families where they're all really rich and there are like seven siblings and then one kills all the others mm. to get the inheritance. Like that's what it feels like. <laughs> um, just a question, Fendel, dearest, um, do dragons speak like normally we've only really encountered like maybe one and it definitely didn't like us <laughs> that's an <laughs> understatement uh, could i could i talk to it i'm pretty good at talking to things um yeah they they respond that yes most dragons or at least at, in our time um spoke the common tongue and also uh, their own language, Draconic. Okay. All right. Uh, well it must be pretty close chance, now. Right? Yeah, Mally pulls around her saxophone and starts playing. I just want that to be very clear. It come, The dragon comes into view and is definitely in your midst now. And it is huge. It's not quite frosty sized, but it's very, very large gargantuan sized silver dragon. Mm. And it's um, its huge body 
just slams down to the snow with this powerful crash and, and the puffs of snow just burst up from the ground and creating like a, a, a cold cloud that slowly simmers down to the ground and its shimmering scales are blinding as they reflect the whiteness of the of the snow that's all around you and it just breathes out this menacing grunt and its head sort of sways left to right as it studies you and the group of refugees and there's just a tense moment where it looks like it's weighing up the situation that you're all in i cast friends <laughs> okay <laughs> molly start playing the song <laughs> Uh, honestly i'm i'm already casting like i was already going for charm type stuff just in case but that's why i was playing but i have okay. to play for a certain amount of time you see so that's why i was like she's Marley playing and i work together to make him super prone to charisma based roles okay um what do you what has to be rolled for friends um it, it there isn't does it have to make a it save just happens N- no, it just happens. <laughs> Friendship like, is inevitable. It says that I have to put a little bit of makeup on my face while I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> I put on lip gloss <laughs> and, I, and I kiss. <laughs> go, it's cranberry flavored. <laughs> yeah. Um, it has to be directed at one creature of your choice that isn't hostile towards you, and you have advantage on all charisma checks directed at it. So yeah, it's yet. it's more casting a spell on yourself mm. to give you advantage on charisma stuff against something that's, that's all already oh. kind of an ally. Yeah, that's so you're like um, super yeah. friendly now. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. You're so like, you're like Paul Rudd. There's just super a, a yeah. <laughs> there's this moment it's where Marley is playing. Marley's playing her saxophone and Arcus is doing whatever they do to prepare this friend's spell. And then the the, the hulking silver dragon almost puffs out like a like a sigh and its mouth shapes into a smile. And then it opens its mouth and in a surprisingly human voice says, Hello, I'm Jamie. Uh, you folks look like you could use some help. <laughs> and Malia like spits out the saxophone. She's like, "Oh, thank goodness! Yes, yes." Uh, Arcus is convinced that this is because of his spell. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that makes sense because um, Molly has to play for like a minute, and then they have to roll against it, and it's a whole thing. So it's like she's glad she doesn't have to do it, you know? Like, so she yeah. just spits out the saxophone. She's like, "Thank God!" And I'm- at the same time. Um, Haydet is like, holy shit! And <laughs> Porter is like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, Trestlespoon's jaw is detached from his face. I hug the dragon. A gargantuan silver dragon friend called Jamie? That's gotta be good, right? And hey, welcome back, Porter! That awesome froggy dude was well overdue for a comeback. As you will know by now, this show is made possible by the love and support that we get from our donors on Patreon. 
Alex Rod Robinson, Person Who Wants to Stay Anonymous, Robert Baldino, Irene Cuchillo, Christine Goodwin, and James Blesser, Sarge Hosekins, Laura Douglas, Mel Zerg, Roger Alfamata, Sam Malcolm, Kydron Ferris, Lauren Fake, Kai Dealer, Rihanna Cavalset, Kevin Swift, Ben Edwards, Victoria Gavin Porter, Daniel Nichols from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast, KP Squish, Alexandra Lickguts, Andrew Evans, Danny Holman from the Grad of a Podcast, Kevin Carver, Dakota Shemansky, Damon Lebreton, Andrew M., Alexander Waffles Williams, Jared from the Indie Film Review, Jamie Phillips, and Ezekiel Tarabarelli. Ah, thank you all very much for joining the Resistance and giving us the support we need to make this come to life. If anyone else wants to find out how they can help the show for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash fateofison. Okay, that's it. That's all we've got for you this week. We will see you next time in Chapter 6, Episode 26. Thanks for listening. Hey, Dan. Hey, Jared. Do you like podcasts? I love podcasts. Why do you ask? Do you like podcasts with two guys who talk about films? I do. Yeah, because I feel like not a lot of podcasts do that. I don't think so either. It's like a new, cool thing. So I heard this podcast called The Indie Film Review, where these two guys talk about independent films. Wow. Pretty. I love independent films. And they they talk about low-budget, no-budget films. They'll literally review anything because they're desperate for attention. What are the hosts like? One's really sexy and talented, and the other one's just kind of there. The Indie Film Review. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.